This is Clay from Skilled Gentleman Podcast. You're listening to today's survival show with Bob Main. Hi, folks. I'm Bob Main. Welcome to another episode of today's survival show, helping you do what you can with what you have wherever you are. This is episode number 285. This is a practical show. I don't go tinfoil hat on you. I just keep things rooted in common sense. I have a guest podcast for you this week. Uh, Clay from the Skilled Gentleman Podcast sent me an audio file. He said he wanted to do a beer brewing podcast and i thought hey that's pretty cool we were going to do this as an interview but you know life gets in the way sometimes especially schedules so he, you know he decided to do a guest podcast for me so you're going to hear it pretty soon and i think it's pretty interesting i have never tried to brew beer it I, I believe it's definitely a good survival skill it's an excellent prepping skill i'm all about skills i'm all about learning as much as you can because what you have in your mind is going to be far more valuable than the tools and the supplies that you have. Not, I'm not making light of tools and supplies because we all want to have as many of those as we can get, but you got to know what to do with them. So one of the things I find that is pretty interesting in this upcoming podcast by Clay is that he talks about how you can use beer as a bartering tool And I don't drink beer anymore. I used to a long time ago. Uh, But, you know, people that that like to have their beer, that like to enjoy good beer, uh, especially homemade beer that tastes pretty good, I can definitely see Clay's point. It would be a good bartering tool. And I'm all about bartering tools. You know, I think when the stink hits the fan, especially if the dollar devalues greatly, which I think we're coming to, folks. We're coming to that situation in this country. I know people have been saying for a long time that we're going we're gonna to be there. And who knows? Who knows how long it's going to take to where we have a severe devaluation of the dollar. But it's coming. It's coming. Unless this country drastically reverses course and does it soon, economically and financially, which I don't see that happening. No matter how the election turns out coming up this November, I just don't see that happening. We are headed for uh, at least a partial collapse, and I'm kind of along the same line of thinking as, as Glenn Tate. A partial collapse. Then you better have some bartering tools. You better have some items that you can use to barter. And again, as I've mentioned many times, I, back when I was about 26 years old, I learned how to barter. Just out of necessity, because I couldn't afford a lot of stuff. And I was working for a company that couldn't afford a lot of stuff either. So we had to barter for a lot of goods and services that we needed. And we did a lot of trading, a lot of horse trading, you know. And that is a huge survival skill. So I, I really appreciated the fact that Clay brought that up. Uh, if you haven't listened to his podcast, you should. Skilled Gentleman Podcast. Skilled Gentleman Podcast podcast. You can find that at skilledgentleman.com and also on iTunes and plenty of other podcast apps. Here we go. Let's listen to Clay and hear what he has to say about brewing beer. Hi, this is Clay from Skilled Gentleman Podcast, and I'm hosting a guest podcast for today's survival show. You know, Bob and I were supposed to have an interview, but 
our jobs and our life just conflicted too much for us to to really settle that out. So we decided that uh, it would be best for us to just for me to do a guest podcast. So if there's any questions, what I ask for you to do is head over to the forum and ask the questions there. I'm sure Bob will put up a uh, a new uh, forum thread for uh, for this particular podcast. Um, you can actually you go on Twitter and tweet me at Skilled Gent, or find me on Facebook at Skilled Gentleman Podcast. So, how hard is it to brew beer? How hard is it to be a, a home brewer? Let's put it this way: If you've got a box of rice and you can make said box of rice without burning your house down or killing yourself or you know killing your dog, you can brew beer. It is just that simple. But people make things so much more hard than than what it really is. And you know, I've had my own issues with with brewing before. Um, mainly, my first the first time I did this, my kit had no instructions to it whatsoever, and the beer actually came out tasting like garbage. Um, and at that point, what I did and what most people do, just threw the stuff in the closet. I'm done. Um, and just tossed it aside and, and, and stopped brewing beer. Until I found my brew or my beer mentor. Uh, it was a guy that I grew up with, had a great time. He, you know, he just came out of the blue one day and we got to talking and he told me that, hey, you know, I brew beer. And I was like, you know what? I tried it, not good at it. And he said, pull it back out and we'll have a brew day together. And so I did. And we had a very, very productive brew day. So why is this a prepping topic? And by the way, from there, after we did all that, I've taken that and gone so much further with it. Um, down to the point of which I'm confident to, uh, to teach other people how to brew beer. Uh, and actually as of right now, which is August 25th, 2016, um, after this show, I'm going downstairs and I'm going to rack a pumpkin spice porter. Uh, because it's that time of year for pumpkin stuff to come back out. So uh, it's going to be fantastic, absolutely fantastic. So why is this a prepping topic? Well, it's a form of barter to begin with. So instead of people coming over and, and me paying uh, mainly my friends to, to do things like you know help me put up a gate or put up a fence or paint the side of my house, um, I can pay them in beer. And they love it. I mean, the people that come over that, that taste the beer that I've brewed, um, they, they absolutely love the beer. So it's a, a form of, of, uh, of barter. And even the skill itself is a form of barter. I'm personally, uh, I've taught two or three people thus far how to brew, like actually in my kitchen, how to brew beer. And uh, for that, you know, they, they've helped me with a few chores around the house. Um, so if you're a beer drinker, Actually, everything, even when you buy the kit, when you sit down and buy the kit and you buy uh, the ingredients kit and you have all of your equipment and, and everything sitting in front of you, if you divide it out by how many beers you get out of a five and a half gallon uh, brew of beer, what you've, you actually pay a little bit less than what you would for a beer at a restaurant. Um, once you have your kit, once you have your your equipment, and everything is going well, what you every beer after that, 
you're looking at um, depending on how much you spend on ingredients, and you get 45 to 50 beers out of each uh, five gallon setup. You're looking at a total of like 77 cent a beer. So it actually comes out very, very, very cheap uh, to brew your own beer, and you get a superior product. You really do. You get to control all the variables. Um, for me, I don't put warfaric in mine, or and I don't filter mine at all either. Uh, mine's actually very, very cloudy. Even the more um, uh, the more clarity-driven beers that are out there um, that I'm supposed to have, they come out cloudy because I don't put any kind of filter. I don't filter it, and I don't uh, put any clarifiers in it. And it tastes different. It tastes different than everybody else's um, that that filters. So I can you control variables. And you also get to see how it's made. You get to taste everything as it goes through. And that's what I generally uh, teach people to do is taste everything as it goes along. So that you learn, oh, well, that's why it tastes like this. Or, wow, I, I never thought that this actually tasted this way. It's pretty cool. So if you're not a beer drinker, because there's, there's plenty of people out there that don't drink beer, why, do, why, is this, why does this matter? Well, it's a great gift idea. So you, bring, you, you brew a batch of beer and you hand it out to the people that, that do like drinking beer. And it's a brand new skill set, something new for you, to, for you to learn. So how do you get better? Uh, before we get into everything that, we, that we're going to talk about today, how do you get better? Uh, because you've got this beginner's level and then you, you, you're supposed to increase from there. Um, but when I started, it was, it was even well before beginner's. I mean, I wasn't even getting off the ground. So you're going to learn about original gravity and final gravity. And all that is is measuring how much sugar and how much alcohol is actually in your beer. Um, Join a brew club. If you listen to this podcast and you get really excited about brewing beer and you're sitting there going, oh, man, this is so cool. I want to do this and I think I can probably do it. Join a brew club. They are popping up everywhere. They're super popular. Uh, the one that I that I joined up with is just a Bruce a home brew society that's that's in this county and they meet uh, like 20 minutes down the road and basically all it is is we come together we have a little class of okay uh, we're gonna do a water class today what does water do in beer what does uh, what different variables go into your water that could change the outcome of your beer we did a yeast class we've done a additives class and then afterwards we just sit around and drink each other's beer that we brought in. Um, you brew more often. I brew just about once every other month to every, once every three months. Um, and that's right now, that's plenty for me. I'd like to do a lot more, but um, I just don't have the time to devote to it. And then find yourself a brew mentor like I did. Somebody that's been brewing for a long period of time and that can sit down with you and go, okay, here's how you do it, step by step by step by step. So, and at the end, I'm going to give you a really good resource for you to check out so that you can learn how to brew your own beer and how just simple it is. All right, so let's talk about your equipment. What equipment do you need to start off with? You're going to need a stew pot, and I recommend about a five-gallon stew pot. Um, and that thing can be used for a myriad of different things, like um, when Brunswick stew time comes around and, and soup comes around and making uh, chicken stock and beef stock and stuff like that. Having a big five-gallon stew pot is, is, is key. Uh, you're going to need a first-stage fermenter, a second-stage fermenter, which is usually a carboy, 
And what's the difference between these two things? One of them is a five, a six-gallon bucket that has a spigot on the front of it, and the other one is a carboy. It's this the big barrel-looking thing with a small neck on it. All right, those are your two ferment, your two different fermenters. You've got your stir stick, uh, which basically just like it sounds, it stirs up the the beer. You've got tubing. You've got a uh, a siphon, uh, which is Pretty simple, and that's what you use to get your your beer out of your second stage fermenter um, back into your bottling bucket, which just so happens to be your first stage fermenter. Uh, you've got your your bottle wand, which sounds kind of weird, but what it is is it's a um, it's a it's a long ro- uh, wand, a stick, I guess you could say, uh, and it attaches to your tubing, and there's a valve at the bottom. When you push on that valve. It stuffs. It basically releases the the plunger at the bottom, and beer flows out of it. Well, the diameter is is measured just perfect, to where when you're filling up a bottle of beer, when you fill the beer up to the very brim of the bottle, when you pull that wand out, it leaves the perfect amount of headspace, and you need a little bit of headspace on the top of it so that it it it, um, it primes correctly, and we'll get into what priming means here in a minute. Uh, you're needing an airlock, uh, which can be as simple as a balloon with a hole in it that just slowly lets off carbon dioxide and doesn't let oxygen get back into your, your beer. Or it can be as fancy as what usually comes in a kit where you've got just a water, water and a uh, basically CO2 comes out of a tube, goes through the water and out to where air doesn't get back in. You've got a capper, uh, you've got uh, which basically puts the cap on the beer and cinches it down. You've got cleaner, and uh, which is very, very, very important to have. Uh, you've got a hydrometer, which, to be honest with you, for brand new beer brewers, I didn't use a hydrometer for the first, I would say, half dozen beers that I brewed because nine times out of and people get flabbergasted when they hear stuff like that like oh my god you should have a you should use your hydrometer and learn your your original gravity and your final gravity the fact of the matter is is if you use everything like you should in the kit and you follow the instructions that i'm going to give you and that sometimes comes in the kit it's going to come out the same way it may taste just a smidget different depending on your water and the temperature and all that stuff but your original gravity and your final gravity generally stays about the same. So I, ne- I didn't use a hydrometer for the first uh, couple of times I brewed, and it didn't make a difference. You have a thermometer, which definitely matters. And you can buy all that stuff separate, but what I always recommend is buying the kit where everything comes together. Um, you can go to a, a website like hopgoblin.com. That's H-O-P-G-O-B-L-I-N.com. And... You can get uh, get a kit for one hundred and twenty one dollars. All right, sounds expensive when you break it down to how many beers you're going to get out of that first time, plus how much your uh, your your ingredients kit cost. You're looking at I think it's between two and three dollars per beer. After that, seventy seven cent a beer, generally. All right, so once you use that that kit the first time. Immediately, everything gets cheaper. So how do you brew? I mean, that's the whole purpose of this podcast today is how do you brew beer? So you don't need to write this down. 
and mainly your idea the idea that I'm that I'm wanting to portray is just absorb how easy it is and allow me to convince you to do this on your own. So step number one is brew day. And this is the biggest day. This is this is an awesome day. This is a day where you need to buy like a six pack of beer, your favorite beer. Go ahead and get you a pizza on the way because you're going to be working the entire day for a good six, seven hours on this uh, for a lot of you. It is a wonderful day. And bring a buddy over. Just enjoy it. Um, it's, it's a very joyous occasion. So first thing you're going to do is you're going to take about four gallons of water and put it into your five-gallon uh, stew pot. Warm it up. Um, and then you're going to you're going to get grains and uh, that comes in your kit. All your ingredients comes in the same kit. And basically you take all of these ingredients, or the uh, the grains, and you're going to put it into the uh, what I call the sock. It looks like a like a big nylon sock. And you pour all the stuff in there and tie it on at the top and drop it in your water. You do not want to bring your water up to a boil just yet. You want to keep it between 165 to 170 degrees. Now, how hard is that? Well, with about four gallons of water, it's really not that difficult. It really isn't. And it doesn't take... It, it, it takes a lot to change five degrees and that much water. All right. So, let it sit in there for about 20 minutes or just however long your, your instructions say. Then you're going to bring it to a boil. Uh, then you're going to drop in your DME or your LME. So, what is that? DME is dehydrated malt extract. LME is your liquid malt extract. Well, what is malt extract? Basically, what you're doing is you're doing an extract kit. The opposite of an extract kit is doing everything by hand. So, what you've got, instead of having the small sock of grains, you're working with 12 to 15 pounds of grain, depending on what kind of beer you're brewing. So, what companies have done is they've decided, well, these people that are that are wanting to brew beer, they don't have a mash ton. They don't have this huge thing to brew these uh, the steep the grains in. So let's give them a hint of what it's what it feels like to do this, and give them you know their own little variables. And so what they've done is they've done the crazy amount of uh, of grains, boiled them off, or uh, steep them. And condense them down into either dehydrated malt extract, which basically just looks like a powder, or liquid malt extract, which is basically a syrup. All right, so it's basically the same thing as steeping your grains, just on a condensed level. All right, when you do this, move your pot off the burner, and the reason why is because your uh, your liquid malt or your your dehydrated malt is going to sink to the bottom really really quick and if you're not constantly stirring and you've got that eye on well what that's going to do is that's going to scorch your uh, your your sugars so you're going to take that and you're going to move it off all right when you're pouring you're going to stir constantly and get that stuff mixed into the uh, uh, to the wort which is what that's what you're once you've steeped your grains you've got wort now you're going to stir it and mix it up into your wort really good all right once that's finished, remember you're at a boil. You're at a rolling boil. You're gonna pitch your uh, your hops, all right. And what what does pitching mean? It means put your hops in, all right. But uh, the uh, the beer police shows up at your house and takes your your uh, your beer your beer license away 
uh, when you say anything but pitching your hops. Okay, so so you pitch your hops, uh, and these are your tasting hops. This is what you get your taste from. All right, so you throw that in there and you boil it for about forty-five minutes. Sometimes they're in a pelleted form. Sometimes the hops are in a floured form. Um, one comes with a sock, one doesn't. You just well, the ones that I've been getting here lately are pelleted. You just throw them in there, and it boils. It basically breaks down and, and uh, releases the flavors. That's about forty-five minutes of a rolling boil. Then you're going to pitch your aromatic hops. So these are more the hops that when you open up your beer, you're going to be able to smell the hoppiness of it. All right, that's going to be going on for about five minutes. Now everything up to this point, you haven't necessarily need to worry about doing any kind of sanitation because you're going into a boil. You're going to boil off all your bacteria. From now on, you have to be worried about sanitation because you have the sugary environment and this nice warm environment. Any kind of bacteria that gets into it, all of a sudden you've got a, you've got a skunked beer and it, it just doesn't taste right. And you don't want wild yeast getting into it. You want your yeast that comes in your packet because it's been proven to work. You don't want some wild strain of yeast that activates at a certain at a different temperature and gives you a weird taste in your beer. Okay. So, you, um, at this point, you're going to cool off your wort. Now, you're at a 212 degrees. You've got to bring that down to 70 between 70, 80, 90 degrees, somewhere around in there, all depending on what your yeast is going to do. Here's what you got to do. You either need to take your your big bucket and you're going to put it in a sink, fill it with ice, and let it sit for a couple of hours. Um, you can do that, or you can get into what's called a wart cooler. And basically, it's just uh, copper tubing in a coil, and you're going to flow water through it. When your water's flowing, or uh, cold water comes from your spigot, uh, out, your outdoor spigot through your garden hose, and it's going to go into the insert, swirl around, pull off all this heat, and then dump it out the other side. Um, but mainly, the quicker the better, because the the quicker that you can put your uh, your your wart into an airlock, into a controlled environment, the quicker you can do that, the less likely you're going to get a wild strain of bacteria. All right. At this, at this point, you're going to aerate the wort. Once you get it to a good temperature, you want to aerate it. Um, and you're also going to want to add that last gallon of water to bring it up to five and then possibly up to five and a half like I do. Bring it up to uh, bring it up there. You want to make sure you're either using store-bought um, uh, purified water or dis- uh, distilled water or boil some water and let it uh, let it cool off and then pour that in. Remember, you want clean water. At this point, pitch your yeast. Some people like to uh, rehydrate their yeast. Some people don't. Um, I don't. I just toss it in there. And then all of my bucket, or my bucket, my first stage fermenter, I get the, the lid, make sure it's cleaned off with the sanitizer, put it on, and I take the, um, the airlock, and I put sanitary water into it. Everything has to be sanitary. Put it in there, close it up, and set it aside. And that's brew day. Now, we're going to get into your second stage. So a couple of weeks later, one, two, two and a half weeks later, 
Uh, all depending on your yeast. Some beers and some yeast ferment quicker than others. So basically just wait a day or so after it quits bubbling because you're going to be looking at that thing all the time, especially when you first get going. Um, then you're going to move it from primary to secondary. You may have to pump it out depending on your, your kit, but for me, since I've got a, a six-gallon bucket with a spigot on the front, I'm going to sanitize my lines, my, my tubing, and I'm going to plug that in and basically just turn the knob and pour it, uh, pour it into my second stage, for, uh, my carboy, that is sanitized. At this point, do not add as, keep out as much oxygen as possible. All right, you're not going to be able to put this into a vacuum. All right, I understand that. But hold that, uh, hold the tube as low as you can to the water, or to the uh, the bottom of the carboy, and then as the level of beer rises, pull it out. You don't want to stir in a bunch of air. Okay, seal it up, and then you're going to wait for about two to three weeks. Wait until it quits bubbling. Wait a few days, and you're done. The purpose of some people don't even use secondary. But for most of us, secondary, uh, putting it into a second stage fermenter clarifies it. It makes the taste a little more complex because you allow it more time to, for your taste to blend. And then it lowers your sugar content and increases your alcohol content because you've stirred everything up. Uh, you are going to have a little bit left, and uh, which is basically just going to be the, uh, the sediment that sits on the bottom. Don't add that to your beer. That's supposed to go to waste. After that, it's bottle day. All right, so you're going to um, you're going to set up your bottles, all your beer bottles. You need about 50 to 55. If you have a couple of growlers that are thrown in there, which are like 64 ounces or smaller, um, set all that stuff aside and make sure they are sanitary. They're clean. All right, you're going to boil some water, just a little bit of water, and um, let that boil, and then let it cool off, and then you're going to add your priming sugar. Make sure that you're reading your instructions to know how much priming sugar to put in it. Because if you put too much, and all priming sugar is is just, uh, I think it's just corn sugar, but it's a powder. It's a very fine powder. You're going to add. If you add too much, your yeast is going to go bananas on it, and it's going to over, it's going to overdo it for your your carbonation. All right. So if it calls for four ounces. Use four ounces. Don't use five or six, because when you when you pour the beer, the head on that beer is going to be massive, and when you drink it, you're going to end up belching more, um, and it just it just tastes different. Okay, so you're going to boil your water with your priming sugar. Once it cools off enough, you want to pour that in your bucket. Uh, move from your carboy. Remember, I, I said bucket, not carboy. You're going to add this to your bucket without it. There's nothing in it right now except it's clean. You're going to set the bucket on the ground, set your carboy up on the table, get your siphon going, and you're going to siphon all of your beer or most of your beer, leave what the sediment at the bottom, move all of that into your priming bucket, um, your, your, your final bucket, okay? While that's going, go ahead and get your caps, and have that sitting in sanitary water. And basically just, just give it a little while. Once it gets into the bucket, into your, your bottle bucket, 
put the cap on it. I put the top on the bucket. There's a hole where you usually stick your airlock. Don't put an airlock on it. Just let it sit there. And then take your tubing. Make sure you plug in your, uh, your wand and fill your bottles. Once you get your bottles filled, put the cap on it as soon as possible and cap that sucker down. After that, it's a waiting game. All right, you're going to wait about one to three weeks, and that's pretty much just so that you, it'll prime and uh, you'll have some carbonation. Do not put in it. Don't don't put it in cold. Don't put it in hot temperature. Keep it at a controlled temperature. And there you go. You're done. You've got beer. So how can I make this easier? Because if you go back and listen, or if you've been paying attention. I didn't say, all right, I want you to take the circumference of the Earth and divide it by the distance uh, the distance between us and the moon, and then the gravitational pull is going to be different here. I didn't say it was. it's a step-by-step process. It's reading a recipe and take doing instructions. I mean, putting an Ikea desk together is harder than brewing beer. I mean, come on now. So how can I make it easier than that? Go to my YouTube channel. Go to youtube.com and look up Skill Gentleman Podcast. You're going to scroll through the channel. Subscribe while you're there. But scroll through the channel and look at the How to Brew Beer series. It is a series. It's got a lot of videos. But I go through each individual video is a step-by-step instruction on how to do that personal that, that individual step. So that now when you you get your stuff and you're sitting there going, Okay, I know it's easy, but I don't know what step one is. Okay, click, 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 and watch that video. Okay, the video's done. Now I emulate it. Okay. So, um, I don't use any math. I don't use big words. I, everything is really simple. And I take you all the way through up until the final day where I crack open a beer and I taste it. So, where do you get started? I use Hop Goblin for all of my ingredients. All right, this guy, uh, uh, Steve, is a mil- He started a business um, for to basically to sell beer brewing supplies. All right, it's a military family business. All right, and you can buy from just about anywhere. Right, you can go online and type in homebrew stuff, homebrew supplies, and just go anywhere and everywhere and buy that stuff. But Hop Goblin has great customer service. Uh, Steve is very knowledgeable. And he supports Skill Gentleman Podcast. He supports this a lot. All right. So I urge you to go to hopgoblin.com and check that out. Any questions about this? Again, um, I'll be getting on the Today's Survival Show forum a good bit and checking up just to see if I can't uh, answer some questions. I'm, I don't know everything. I know the basics. And then a little bit more from there. So here's how you can ask me questions. You can either go to uh, the YouTube and type in comments there, and I'll do my best to ask uh, to answer questions. You can email me at skilledgentleman at gmail.com. You can snap me. All right, you can send me a Snapchat. I'm on Snapchat, um, which is uh, skilledgent. You should be able to find me. Um, I'm on Twitter at skilledgent. Facebook, skilledgentleman podcast. Uh, you can send up smoke signals. Uh, you can use a cup and a string. Uh, message in a bottle, whatever you got to do. Um, basically, from there, if you don't, if you're sitting there going, whoa, 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 hold up, hold up, hold up, I need to write all this stuff down. Don't worry about it. Here's what I want you to do: go to skillgentleman.com 
And what you're going to get from there, you're going to show up on the front page, just like I'm looking at right now. Right below the search bar, you're going to see, please follow and like us. All right. That's got every bit of information right there, even down to the Snapchat code. If you go and you click on the Snapchat ghost, it'll bring up an image. You take a picture of that image, you go to Snapchat, you uh, add from there. Okay. I've made this as easy as, as, as possible to get in touch with me without giving you my telephone number. All right. Beer brewing is easy, and it's a very, very rewarding skill to learn. So, again, I'm here to help. I'd love to see you guys brew up some really cool stuff. And, you know, go to my Facebook page. Go to Bob's Facebook page and post your pictures and, and your the cool stuff that you're, that you're brewing. I'd love to see it. Guys, thank you for listening. And make sure you check out my podcast, Skilled Gentleman Podcast. Well, thank you, Clay. I appreciate you submitting that, and that was quite a good learning experience. I am going to start a thread at today's Survival Show Forum. By the way, if you're a member of the forum, how about getting active again? If you're not a member of the forum, go to todayssurvival.com, click the forum page, get signed up for the forum, converse with like-minded people that are also into common sense modern survival it's a small forum it's well controlled uh i keep it only restricted to actual listeners to this podcast i like it that way you know uh, forums can get real frustrating sometimes you get a lot of knuckleheads on forums and you get people who are really not there to contribute but they're there to troll and i keep a lot of those folks out because what you have to do to become a member of the forum is you got to register but then you got to do one more step you have to send me an email bob at today's survival.com that's bob at today's survival.com you have to give me your username and ask me to approve your account that way i know that you're listening but i'll get you approved in 12 hours or less and then you can start posting on the forum if this show helps you in any way if if i help you get more prepared or even just do better in life that's my goal you'll notice that mostly this show is commercial free with very few exceptions it is supported by generous listeners like you there's two ways you can support my show financially i'd really appreciate it you don't have to spend any extra money doing it one way. When you're going to make an Amazon purchase, do me a favor. Go to my Amazon store first, todayssurvival.com. Click the Amazon store page and follow that link. I have an Amazon, Amazon affiliate account. And so whatever you buy on Amazon, when you do that, Amazon helps me. They send me a small little fee every month. Small little, not fee. Why did I say fee? A small little commission every month. And uh, that helps out, helps pay the bills here at today's Survival Show. Also, I partner up with Ben Branham of the Modern Self-Protection Podcast. He is uh, the guy that I typically do a lot of firearms training with. We do a lot of co-instruction. And I do another podcast. Most of you might listen to that, Handgun World Podcast. If you like guns, listen to that. Handgun World Podcast. Ben and I developed a shooters club, and it's a video membership. 
of real good instructional shooting videos, even for the new shooter. I think you're going to like it. You can join that for only $8 a month or $75 a year. And you'll see that at todayssurvival.com as well to get signed up for that. And then we'll send you the password and you can start seeing all the videos, over 60 of them, and also some real good audio podcasts as well for you to listen to. So with all that said, thanks for listening, folks. I'm Bob Main. This is another episode of today's Survival Show. It's my goal to help you do what you can with what you have wherever you are. And don't forget to go listen to Clay's Skilled Gentleman podcast. I'll catch you next time. Goodbye.